miracles happen all the time. Things happen that are beyond human ability and beyond human understanding. For example, miraculous healing, miraculous birth, miraculous partnership between us and God, miraculously avoiding something, miraculous spiritual connection, miraculous change in relationships. Miracles are all over. But how can you have eyes to see, ears to hear, the heart to feel, and maybe even the voice to speak what God is doing beyond your ability and beyond your understanding? Because it's not beyond God. Well, bless the Lord. You know, we've been talking about miracles because this is the season for your miracles from God. And so I want to prepare your heart and your mind on moving into it because you know what? It's yours. If you want it, you can have it. Yes, you can. So I'm not finished talking about how to receive your miracle. I told you when I shared with you on last week, I got some more to say on this topic. So I'm just going to call it part two on how to receive a miracle because we went into it last week about how the fact that if you plant God's word into your heart, you will receive your miracle. It doesn't matter what you feel. God's word will produce a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So let's continue on this topic of conversation. All right. Yeah, I found that most of the time, uh, many of you and, and me, you know, we pray the prayer of faith and our prayers seem to go unanswered. And maybe you got into the word of God, planted a seed and prayed for a miracle. Then nothing happened. The problem is that many times you stop believing at that moment. God's word says in Mark eleven twenty four, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This is where most Christians, believers, stumble. The Bible says to believe when you pray that you have received. So right then when you pray, you should have believed. I can remember a story that I share many times, but it is just so relevant for right now, is that I was believing God and I had planted the word and it seemed like it didn't happen. And God said, keep speaking that word. I'm not finished with it. Keep speaking the word. I was crying and I was, oh God, I just knew God was going to do it. I just knew it. It was planted in my heart. Well, it wasn't over. God was letting me know that wasn't the end of it. And I tell you, oh, whew, that word has come alive over the years in my life as to what God said over and over and over again. God's blessings make it rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I had to go to court concerning a situation where I had been wronged. And I tell you, God turned that situation around, worked it in my favor. The process of the long run, the big picture of what God was doing. And he did it over and over and over. And each time he did it over again, it got greater and greater and greater. Wasn't the same circumstance, but it was the same word. <laughs> Glory to God. Most of us are familiar with Matthew 7 and 7. It says, Ask and it shall be given you. However, when you don't see an immediate manifestation to prayer, you may say, and some do and most do, well, not everyone receives. You know, you get real deep. But that's not spiritual. That's And it's not scriptural. Okay? That's, that is another one of my sayings that down through the decades have gotten me in trouble because I'll say in a minute, that is not scriptural. Because the next verse says, in Matthew 7 and 8. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And most of the time you don't really believe this scripture. You'll lose your excitement in the word and you don't expect it to work like that. Everyone that asketh, receiveth from the word. Mm -hmm. 
And when you do it, you'll see some great and mighty things happen. You just don't stop believing. You continue to believe when it seems like it's not happening. Continue to believe. Another saying that I have is that God is working behind the scenes. And, you know, you're not going to understand it. It, yes, it will be difficult for you. But let me tell you, you'll find out that you're not beat. Uh-uh, God wins in the situation. Don't let go of your faith. Hold on. Keep speaking it out of your mouth. We have a responsibility to bring about God's will on this earth by speaking his word. That's what I mean by that. When you speak that word, then God gets behind it and brings it to pass. And some people, you know, believe that God's will comes to pass no matter what we do. But that's not true. God is bound by his own laws. Second Peter 3 and 9 says that it's not God's will that anyone should perish. For that to happen, there has to be someone to preach the gospel. God's will does not automatically come to pass. Psalms 89 and 34 says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God has bound himself by his own word. God gave us authority over the devil and we must exercise what God has given us. I found that most people interpret God's word by their own experience. God's word says one thing, but here's what happened. (laughs) That gets me. If someone doesn't get healed, you'll make your own theology and you'll start saying, well, not everybody gets healed. God doesn't say no to something. He's already said yes to. You need to learn to interpret your circumstances by God's word, not God's word by your circumstances. Most of us have seen a promise in God's word and believed it to the best of our ability, but it didn't come to pass. That was the story I just shared with you. How do we harmonize the fact that God is true to his word and it didn't happen? There's a physical world and there's a spiritual world. The spiritual world created this physical world. There is a spiritual reality for everything physical. In 2 Kings 6, you can read the story of Elisha. When the Syrian army had surrounded Elisha and his army, a servant asked Elisha, what shall we do? Elisha answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Then verse 17 tells us, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. There weren't more physically, but more spiritually. The angels of God surrounded him. Oh, yes, all of them. And Elisha spoke the truth. You see, there's more with us than to be with him. That was what he saw. And when you walk by faith and not by sight, God will flip the script. You don't look at what's going on horizontally. You have a vertical connection and you see what God is accomplishing in the spirit. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Some people say it's a lie to speak that you are healed when you don't feel healed. But that's operating only by your five senses. Oh, yes. You need to train your senses. You have to walk in the spirit. There are spiritual realities. John 6 and 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible is spiritual truth and we're limited when we only think in the physical realm. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean God didn't do it. God always answers when you pray according to his will. When God 
answers your prayer. He gives it to you in the spiritual form. If you ask for finances, God releases the spiritual power to produce those finances. Mm -hmm. If you pray for healing, he gives it to you in spiritual form. God's operation ends in the spiritual realm, independent of you. Faith is a key that brings the answer into the physical realm. Yeah, listen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 1. Your faith brings what God has accomplished into physical reality. God gives it to you in the spirit. Then faith brings it into the physical realm. Many times you don't know. God has answered your prayer because you can't perceive it in the physical. You have to believe something is happening beyond your five senses. If you don't believe it, well, if you got to wait till you can see it, you won't receive from God. The Bible says you have to believe you receive when you pray. What happens between the time you say amen and the time that you see the answer manifested? Good question. You learn something about this when you read about the prayers of Daniel. In Daniel 9 and 20, Daniel is praying and the angel Gabriel appears and tells him in verse 23, at the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth and I am come to show thee. (laughs) In only three minutes, God answered his prayer. Gabriel said at the beginning of his prayer, God answered, but it took three minutes for it to become visible. Sometimes it takes a little time to manifest in the physical. Often when that happens, You'll step out of faith, but don't, don't stop the manifestation from coming. It's coming. And Daniel 10, Daniel is praying again. This time it says in verse three, he fasted and prayed for three weeks. In verse 10, God sends a messenger and answers. Why did it take three minutes the first time and three weeks the second time? Hmm. Some people say that God is making them wait to teach them something. That is not scriptural. The Bible says that the scripture is given to teach us. We can learn through trials, but God doesn't send them to teach us. In verse 12, the angel told Daniel that God heard his prayer the first day and sent the answer. What held up the prayer? The prince of the kingdom of Persia did battle with the angel for 21 days. See, there was spiritual warfare going on for three weeks. Satan fought to keep the answer from Daniel. In the Old Testament, people didn't have authority over the devil. That authority came with Jesus. If God had shown Daniel what was going on, he couldn't have done anything. In the New Testament, the blinders were removed because we have authority over Satan. We don't have to wait for the devil to run his course. When Jesus withstood temptation, the devil left because he had done nothing he could do. Matthew 4 and Luke 4. Satan doesn't have a limitless bag of tricks. But let me tell you something that was available in the Old Testament day. The blood. Plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm telling you, something's going to happen. Something will take place. Then when Jesus came, oh yeah, you can plead the blood. You say, well, if Jesus wasn't there until New Testament time, how was he there in the Old Testament time to plead his blood? Because you read in the Bible in Genesis that Jesus was there from the foundation of the world. The word. Mm, Glory. All right. That's a whole nother message in itself. Now, if you pray and don't see manifestation immediately, God is waiting on you to stand against the devil and bring it into being. Glory to God. So next question you might have, how can Satan hinder your prayer? He can use another person to hinder your prayers. Sometimes other people are involved in your answer. 
If you are praying for finances, intercede for the people who will be used in your prosperity. If you're trying to sell a house, pray for the person who will buy your house. If you want a promotion at work, pray for the boss who will be used to give you your promotion. (laughs) Some of you might say, I don't have enough faith for all of that to believe for a miracle. I just don't have that kind of faith. The truth is that you can't get any more faith than you already have. Romans 12 and 3 says that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He's already given us all the same measure of faith. In Galatians 2 and 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You know what Paul was saying? He was saying that he uses the faith of Jesus. You have the same amount of faith that Jesus has. That should be enough. He's saying, I use the faith of Jesus. I'm, I'm just walking by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. I am believing for this miracle. And when it looked like it hadn't happened, it ain't over. Yeah, I know it was broken English just then. It ain't over. <laughs> God is still going to move. God is still going to do it. Whether it takes three weeks or three minutes, whether he does it instantaneously, if he does it right now, or if there's a process of time with it, the key is to walk it out by faith and believe God for your miracle. God is yet working miracles today and you can receive it and you receive it by faith. (laughs) Well, my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Dash is here to serve the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to this podcast and previous podcast episodes again and again. Also, share Dash with neighbors, friends, and family members by sending the podcast through email, text, and Facebook. If you need more information about Dr. Carolee Dixon and Dash, go to caroldixon.net. We'll see you next week.